It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. It's update, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I am having a wonderful week because I get to do this for a living. Yeah, I know. Cool. And meanwhile, other people are saying, oh, well, they're paying you to do this, really? Okay, whatever, Rob. Anyway, welcome to the show. We have a, uh, a jam-packed show today. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I remember I, I've still got a note in my scrapbook that said, uh, this is from my school, uh, my teacher wrote, uh, Rob talks out of turn, it's worse after he's missed a day. That's the way I kind of feel today because I have so much stuff that I want to bring to the table and, and not enough time. Uh, it is... Uh, it's a big show. Let me just say this. We have a special guest, Osra Numani, who is fighting the good fight against critical race theory and other nonsense in Fairfax County, Virginia. She's one of the warrior parents that are taking on these radical leftist school boards around the country, and we're winning. We are winning. What I would ask you to do, if you would today, go to Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe to this show, The Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. If you love the show, a five-star review would be absolutely awesome, okay? If you don't love the show, listen to something else. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you would, please, can you share it on social media? That would be great. Just say, hey, you got to listen to this guy because, you know, there are a lot of opinions out there, and uh, everybody's got an opinion, but uh, very few people can entertain. And then I'm proud to say that's what I do. That's what I want to do. I want to uh, inform, inspire, and make you laugh. How about that? Yeah, kind of cool. Kind of cool. So the big news of the day yesterday, the most massive power grab in uh, recent memory by the evil Democrat Party. And I will say that because they really are no longer a force for good. I'm not sure if they ever were. Here is the announcement yesterday about SR1 being defeated in the Senate yesterday. And we do have some breaking news for you now. The Senate has voted to block debate on the Democrats' controversial election bill in a 50-50 vote. Republicans have argued that this bill is a massive, massive federal takeover of our elections. We're going to uh, keep bringing you the latest developments as we continue with the show and certainly uh, here at Newsmax Television as we move ahead. That's yesterday, uh, Spicer and company making the announcement. And it is it is an attempt because the Democrats know that they got lucky to get into the uh, White House and have Congress right now. They are ruling against the will of the American people, the president by executive order, by executive fiat. And they have been trying to do everything they can to make sure that Democrats are elected in perpetuity, including this SR1. It is nonsense. And I'm going to call out somebody because a lot of people think that Joe Manchin is a blue dog Democrat. Joe Manchin is a someone you cannot depend on. You cannot depend on him to have common sense. You cannot say that he is a conservative. He uh, goes whichever way the wind takes him. And the winds of the Democrat Party take him. He voted for SR1 yesterday. So don't trust Joe Manchin. I have said that for as long as I have been following him, including when he voted for uh, Obamacare. Joe Manchin cannot be depended on. Fortunately, because the Democrats have not gotten rid of the filibuster, this bill is dead. And they know that their chances of winning in 2022 are dead, too. So I would assume the next thing that they want to do will be to try to steal the election. 
That's just how the evil Democrat Party is. So, ha-ha, you lose. Uh, go home and, uh, and get over yourself because a storm is a-coming. A storm is a-coming. Oh, and speaking of a storm is a-coming, you been to the grocery store lately? I know I've been bringing this up because I go to the grocery store and steak is off the menu right now because uh, it's ungodly expensive. And if you've gone to uh, get your tank filled up, uh, prices have gone up around 85% since January 1st. And we will soon no longer be energy independent by design. Here's a report from CNN on undeniable inflation. Everybody is paying more for key issues. This is the largest increase year to year in inflation, 5% since back in 2008. That's the big number. You know this, if you go, if you're buying milk at the grocery store, it's up 7%. If you drink alcohol, it's up 1.6%. Fresh fruits and vegetables up more than 3 Airline fares up more than 25%. Used cars up nearly 30%. Wow. Prices on things are going up big time. Prices are going up big time. It is hurting everybody. Rental cars have doubled in price. Did you know that? Rental cars have doubled in price. A lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, rental car places, when there was a COVID lockdown, sold their inventory. And so they don't have a lot of cars, so they can charge premium rates. Kamala Harris is telling activists to knock on doors and uh, basically harass people who haven't been vaccinated. They've got this uh, July 4th goal of, what, 70% of the country vaccinated by July 4th. And basically people who have decided they're not going to get vaccinated have uh, have said, um, we're not going to change our minds. But she was in Atlanta yesterday, and she is encouraging people to go door to door to ask them if they've been vaccinated, and then uh, maybe even give them a free ride. If you come to my door and even say the word vaccine, and I don't know you, I'm going to say, get off my lawn or get off my porch. Here is Kamala. And so this is where you come in, which is to help us address those issues. So let me update you, for example, on what we are up to in that regard. So that you know, when you're out there, what to share with people when you're canvassing in your community to help address their legitimate concerns and needs. So for example, if you knock on a door and someone says they don't have the time to get the vaccine, people aren't busy. Trying to just make it through the day. Or they say that pharmacies are never open when they do have time. Well, let's address that. Because now you can let them know that pharmacies across our country are. She found the time to go to Georgia, hasn't found the time to go to the border. Keeping their doors open for 24 hours on Fridays in June. Nobody's listening to you because you are an unlikable person who wasn't able to garner 3% of the vote in the Democrat primary last year. So nobody's listening to you. Nobody is listening to you. I'm not trying to say whether you should get vaccinated or not, but keep that off of my property. It's none of your business as if I have been vaccinated or not. And I will not answer your question, and I will not go with you. Oh, by the way, 16 people were shot, seven of them fatally on Monday in Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. Yeah, these are black lives that don't matter. These are black lives that don't matter to the mainstream media. East Garland Park, a 23-year-old man was shot and killed sitting in a vehicle. An 18-year-old woman and a 20-year-old man were shot dead in Woodland Park at 5.40 p.m. 28-year-old man was shot and killed at 8.40 p.m. while working on his car. 32-year-old man shot and killed sitting in a vehicle around 9.40 minutes later. A 19-year-old was shot and killed while sitting in in the passenger seat of a vehicle. 49 people were shot, five fatally over Father's Day weekend in Mayor Lightfoot's Chicago. Look at the ages, 23, 18, 20, 28. 
32-19. Lives snuffed out just as they were beginning. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, 153 people have quit or were fired over a Houston hospital's vaccine mandate. They uh, basically were fired or resigned after a judge dismissed an employee lawsuit over the vaccine requirement. Spokesperson for Houston Methodist System said 153 employees either resigned in the two-week suspension period or were terminated on Tuesday. Wow. Just wow. So a large group of upset Pinsbury School District parents attended the Thursday evening school board last week to raise concerns about uh, CRT. Critical race theory being taught in schools. Among the student population, 76% are white, 7% Asian, 7% black, 5% mixed race, 4% Hispanic and Latino, 0.5% are uh, American Indian or Pacific Islander. And you know what? All of those kids don't care about race. All of those kids don't care about race. They go out on the playground. They don't segregate themselves. They don't go, oh, black kids over here, white kids over here, Asian kids over here. They don't do it. It's only the adults who do that. Administrator Dr. Sharisa Gibson was appointed last summer as the uh, director of equity, diversity, and education. Okay? Now, they, she has worked actively to silence parental comment with regard to complaints about critical race theory, which we all know teaches black kids they can't succeed because of, of institutional racism and teaches uh, everybody to hate white kids because they're racist. Jennifer Spillane, a Pinsbury School Board candidate from Lower Makeland Township, spoke up uh, at the board, says you may not be calling it critical race theory, but we are not fooled. And then another hero was born. His name is Simon Campbell. He's an educated Englishman who lives in the district, was a school board member. This is going to be sound slightly distorted because they were using a cheap microphone at the meeting. But this is an epic and marvelous and well-grounded response to a school board that is attempting to silence opposition. Here's part one of his argument, bringing up a Supreme Court case that shows school boards cannot shut people down. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. Do not warn me or do not interrupt my time. If you interrupt my time, do not interrupt my time. Or if you personally direct your comments, you will Let be asked be to step away from I'm, the podium. I'm going to I quote to you, you Solicitor. Comments, I'm quoting you just a minute. Do not talk like over me. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States. Now listen to this. They were going to shut him down. They were going to turn his microphone off. Listen to this. It's absolutely amazing. Supreme Court, 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. And I'm quoting you from the U.S. Supreme Court. The, just, the judges wrote that... This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. Yes! 
I think that is absolutely beautiful. It is grounded in constitutional. Uh, it is it is grounded in uh, jurisprudence, I should say. It is grounded, and he did it, and he took them down, and he shut them up before they could shut him up. It's beautiful. Here he is now calling for the entire school board and the uh, the diversity chief to be fired. I will I will caution you. I will caution you, solicitor. There is a video camera to my left. If you edit this tape, then you're going to have a big legal problem on your hands because my right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. There are emails, public record emails, in which the Director of Equity is lobbying and advocating for public comment to be censored in this school district. And you know what? You know what? Lobbying for it, advocating for it. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. Oh, baby, that is absolutely rock solid. Unbelievable. Simon Campbell, I I wrote him an email this morning. I hope to get him on the show. Wow, just wow. Oh, by the way, uh, the uh, the Randolph Board of Education on Monday night voted eight to one to overturn the decision to replace all of the names of holidays with days off. The initial uh, unanimous decision to remove the names of holidays was made to avoid hurt feelings. But the decision was blasted as arrogant and incompetent. A petition calling for the resignations of school board members has received 4,500 signatures. So far, none of them have resigned. They need to be hounded until they do so. I'm not saying doxed. I'm not saying going to their house. I'm saying at school board meetings and with petitions and using the public platform, perhaps even social media platforms, other than Facebook, because they'll probably take it off, uh, and Twitter and YouTube. But other than those... They need to be hounded until they resign. Here's the story about the change. Tempers flared during the Randolph Township Board of Education meeting. Residents demanding to be heard after the board voted without public input to get rid of all the names of all the school holidays on the school calendar, opting to call those days off instead. All I want to say about all this is it's the road to communism. (laughs) It all started a few months ago when the board voted to get rid of Christopher Columbus Day in favor of Indigenous Peoples Day. Italian Americans were upset, so the board tried to appease everyone by taking every holiday off the school calendar, calling those days like Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Martin Luther King Day a day off instead. It's a school calendar, people. It's some, not some malicious attempt by the Volunteer Board of Education to overthrow the school district, but it's truly how some of you are making this out to be. Canceling the names of the holidays didn't settle things. It only made residents here angrier. I was concerned about Memorial Day. I mean, I've seen, I've seen videos of, of, of students that don't know what Memorial Day is. Well, yeah, you know, it's time to end the nonsense. 
It's time to end this nonsense. They are attacking everything that is sacred. We all know what this is. This is an attempt to uh, silence free speech. This is an attempt to move the country way left. It is an attempt to educate our children to become Marxists. And this isn't paranoia. It's fairly obvious. It's very obvious, actually. When you look at the higher education system in this country and what they're teaching, not a surprise. Somebody who is absolutely awesome, like just like that camel guy, is Azra Numani. Now, she is a, an Indian-American. Her family came from India. She lives in Fairfax County, Virginia. She is fighting against critical race theory. She had a brilliant speech uh, a couple months ago, and she really kind of was one of the first people to really get the ball rolling to stop this nonsense, to get people booted off of school boards, and to expose this indoctrination. Let's give her a call and see what's going on in Fairfax County, Virginia, shall we? Hi. Hello, Azra. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? I am very good. I'm very um, inspired and motivated by some of the confrontations we're seeing around the country with regard to uh, school boards and critical race theory. They seem to be growing. They are exploding, and it's because more parents are getting educated, and they are empowered now to stand up and speak up. Now, they are still trying things with school boards. For instance, I understand, wasn't it yesterday in Loudoun County, they were going to have a, uh, a board meeting to talk about the new transgender policy, and it was kept under wraps, and apparently I had heard they were going to bus in people who are outsiders to uh, support the new policy. Uh, have you heard any updates on that? Oh, my gosh. It's just it's the neighborhood story now, because... Literally here, I'm in Fairfax County, Virginia, and this is the county from where they were busing people. They ended up with just a handful of people. That's it. Good. But in Loudoun County, neighboring Loudoun County, uh, we there were hundreds of parents and community folks who showed up to speak their truth, and now the school board members in their new in-person meetings have put, used canceling public comments as their new mute button. Wow. You know, in the, yeah, during the pandemic, they could just put the mute button on and shut us up. Now, what they did is they took a vote to cancel public comments because the uh, folks that, they were, that were there were clapping too loud and too enthusiastic. They called the sheriff on these parents and arrested two parents. Unbelievable. Now, I, I hope you'll get a chance to. There's a new uh, video that's out of a guy named Simon Campbell. And he confronted the school board and the new diversity chief, and they were actively seeking to censor. And he quoted a Supreme Court case that uh, absolute, no matter what is said to a council member, whatever is, no matter what is said to a, a government official, they cannot be shut down. They cannot be muted. So I hope that this will go viral uh, because what they're doing, what they're doing in Loudoun County, that is illegal. That is unconstitutional. Those people need to be removed from office. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, they say explicitly during public comment that they have to let us say our piece. Yes. But they don't want to hear our piece. You know, this is just so offensive to them. They know that they're not supposed to respond. They're not supposed to challenge us. They're not supposed to shut us up. They know, but they can't control themselves. That's the problem. Because, unfortunately, all these school board members are treating school districts like little fiefdoms. And that's why wow. parents have to recognize that this is 
your neighborhood. This is your neighborhood school, and you have a right to speak. Azra, what, what's the progress right now in uh, in Fairfax County where you are with regard to critical race theory being taught in schools? Uh, are you making any headway? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're waking people up, I and we are challenging the school board. We're exposing the way they're spending money. Today, tonight, 6 p.m., hearts are going to be broken across the county, I have to say, because the school board and the school district is coming out with the new admission numbers and the new uh, yeses and nos to the um, class of uh, coming in this year for Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, the number one high school in America. They removed the merit-based test and they turned it into a popularity contest. They're they're absolutely going to shut out some of our most gifted kids in math and science. And they are very likely going to have uh, assault on Asian kids because that's what their target was and that's what they're going to decimate in the incoming class. This is absolute nonsense. This is socialism 101. This is not uh, raising the boats of others, but lowering the boats of, uh, of those who are ahead. This is absolutely insane. I, I know that there's a recall of the school board going on, uh, uh, attempt in Loudoun County. Is there anything like that going on in Fairfax County? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. I mean, it's on overdrive. People just can't sign these petitions fast enough. And unfortunately, these school board members keep giving the petition organizers more fodder for why they should <laughs> remove these school board members from office. I mean, I don't know if you heard about Abrar Omej, the school board member, you know, using her pulpit of the school board to basically rail against Israel, the colonizer state, according to her. Yeah, and so it's led to just all sorts of outrage. (laughs) They're using commencement speeches, using any platform they can to indoctrinate. Tell us about the speaker, the graduation speaker, the teacher who uh, appears to be an anti-Semite, and actually promoting jihad. That happened last week. Yeah, that is actually a bra maze. School oh, my member. Lord. Like, not even a teacher. Yeah, a oh. public policymaker. Yeah, elected to office. And I know her well. I know her family well. I've been following them for 20 years. Wow. You know, just since she, she was a toddler, I was following her dad. Her dad, years ago, yeah. said that there needed to be jihad to destroy Israel. He was removed from, or he resigned politely from a commission that Tim Kaine had put him on, and his his daughter grew up in this Islamist, political Islam culture circle, and she was brought into public office with the school board, and sure enough, that she then said that, you know, the kids had to have this jihad, right? She used this, the, the, the excuse that it was just a struggle that she was talking nonsense, about, nonsense. Uh, which was his excuse also. Yeah. And sure enough, the dad went on Facebook that, and the next day and said, my dear daughter has now vindicated, essentially, him and his use of the word jihad. And so it's all full circle. And wow. Americans and your listeners you know, just have to understand that there's a long game going on here, and you've got to be a part of it. This is um, uh, very, very troubling. And, and I've uh, mentioned, you know, when, when we spoke the last time, you're not a conservative. You are a liberal, and and you are a classic liberal, meaning that you are open-minded. You're not a leftist. Leftist is completely different, and leftists, those are the ones who are in charge of these of these school boards. And I've heard that there are people on the school boards in the area that don't even have children, but apparently oh, yeah. they're just there for political purposes. 
absolutely. Abrara Mesh is a perfect example. Wow. She's literally living in her father's house. She used his basement as her, uh, you know, um, organizing like hub for her run for school board. I know because I watched the pizza delivery guy deliver the pizza to the house the night of the election when she won a couple years ago. Um, Yeah, you know, this is our neighborhood story in every single county in America, and that's why everybody needs to pay attention. But, yeah, she doesn't have kids. Carl Frisch doesn't have kids. He's another school board member who's been pushing the transgender issue in Fairfax County. And I am a classic liberal, and that's why I oppose critical race theory because it is a racism, and it is unacceptable to me that we judge people by the color of their skin. We have to really value everybody by the content of their character. Now, let me mention this, because last weekend there was a full court press by the mainstream media to, uh, tamp down, oh, yeah. c- to tamp down critical race theory criticism, saying that it's nonsense, that it's been inflated, and, and essentially, I guess, kind of making it uh, a conservative thing. You are not a conservative. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think about that attempt to shut everybody up and, and say that this is all nonsense, just whipped up, and, uh, people are just whipped into a frenzy? Yeah, it's got its own political motivation, and I'm really disappointed in fellow journalists and you know news outlets from NBC to uh, New Yorker and um, and and you know all, all, all Washington Post. I mean, they have a narrative, and you know we have this joke in the newsroom, right? Like, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, yeah. And the the facts are that it's real people like me who are standing up to this you know, poison that's called critical race theory, we can see through it because it just contradicts the golden rule of treating others like you want to be treated. It separates people. And so it's very toxic, especially to be teaching children. The media story, it's, you know, you know the deal, Rob. I mean, they just find a story and then everybody repeats it and yeah. it becomes its own echo chamber yeah. and they're so wrong on this story just like they were on calling the 2016 election yeah. you know they just think from washington dc and new york city they understand america and they just don't they, they've completely lost the narrative on this one trying to push conspiracy theories on people well i think you're wonderful and and i think you are part of a, a, a massive uh, awakening in America that that unites people of different political ideologies, which is something that has not happened in a very long time. But we are on the oh, same a, we are on the same team here. We are on the same team, we Azra. Are. <laughs> so we started an organization called Parents Defending Education, and really encourage all your listeners to go to our website. It's called DefendingEd.org, and report to us whatever you're seeing in your school districts because. We're filing Freedom of Information Act requests. They're they're turning that even. Can you believe it, Rob? They're turning that into some boogeyman that is, you know, now, uh, oh, inconveniencing school board members. We're just trying to find out the truth, and and everybody has a right to do that. So please contact us and and let us know what's going on in your school. All right. I'm going to share this on all social media, defendinged.org. Um, I'll send you the video of this guy, Mr. Campbell. You're going to absolutely. Oh, I've seen him. Oh, oh no, I love him. I love oh, him. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. And and, and a fire has been started uh, and it is not going to be put out. <laughs> it is not. So it's, it's not until, you know, until 
um, the school boards and school officials recognize that parents have a right to their kids' education and their kids' hearts and minds, right? And yeah. that they've got to back down. Like, this this is not acceptable, and, and we're not going to accept state-sponsored indoctrination. All right, Azra, so good to talk to you. Thanks for finding the time today. Oh, Keep fighting the good fight. Absolutely talking to you, Rob. Okay, bye-bye. All right, you take care. See ya. She is uh, amazing, and the thing is that we have something that's uniting us. A divided country. And what it is becoming is liberals and conservatives coming together to fight leftists. And that's a beautiful thing. Here is Grant Stinchfield talk about America waking up last night. Something is happening in America that reminds me why I am so proud to live in this country. Why I am so proud of the people here and the freedom so many of us embrace. Americans are starting to push back against the overreach, against the tyranny. They are now standing up and declaring big government can no longer tell us all what to do. Big government can no longer blindly be believed. Bravery, in fact, can now be seen everywhere and I love it. Why do you think there's so much vaccine hesitancy? It's because the government lies to you about everything else. In Randolph, New Jersey, A school board recently stripped their academic calendar of holiday names. Parents in the district... I just referred to this a few minutes ago. ...vigorously fought back, and they won. This is them today. All I want to say about all this is it's the road to communism. Here's a little bit more with uh, Grant Stinchfield, including uh, an NFL player who says that he would rather leave his job, lose his livelihood than get the vaccine. Now, I'm, again, this is not promoting the vaccine. This is not saying don't get the vaccine. This is this man's decision, and it's protected by the Constitution. NFL player Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills told his NFL overlords he's not getting the vaccine, even after learning unvaccinated players will have to wear a mask at all times, according to NFL rules. They can't leave the hotel when they're on the road. They have to get tested every day. Can't use the steam room or the weight room when it's crowded. Wow. All of this is ridiculous. So Beasley tweeted this, quote, I will be outside doing what I do. I will be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. I'd rather die than live this way. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Well, to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Well, a few other NFL players are backing Beasley up. Agree or disagree with him, it's about freedom. I love it. I absolutely love it. (sighs) Keep fighting. There is uh, some headway being made here. Majorly. Majorly. Greg Kelly talked to Eric Trump last night. Uh, Eric Trump and his family uh, have been harassed by the Department of Justice, by the FBI. Uh, That is continuing as an attempt to destroy Donald Trump and never see him return to office. It is deliberate and it is evil. Here he is talking about the Trump family still being harassed. Yeah, well, listen, the score is the same as it's been for the last, you know, five years, frankly. It's still do anything to try and disqualify my father. They know he's, you know, the strongest political force, Greg, on, on, on this side of the aisle by far. There's never been anybody who's had the following of him. There's never been anybody who's had the support of my father. 
and they'll do anything they can to try and take the guy down. And uh, they did it with Russia and they did it with Ukraine. And you saw how they went after his Supreme Court justices and they tried to impeach him when he was out of office. And, you know, these people will just never stop. Uh, they will never, ever stop. And uh, every single day they come after our family. They subpoena our family. They attack our family with one goal in mind, and that's to disqualify and discredit and harass um, a p political rival. And, wow. You know, Greg, it's something that you would think you'd see in a third world country. I never thought uh, that America would ever see that kind of behavior. And, um, you know, but this is the game that the Democrats play. They weaponize legal systems every single day. And, um, you know, the good news is we're really honest people. Uh, we've got absolutely nothing to hide from. And Unlike the Biden family. Frankly, they've been at it for five and a half years, right? If they had something, wouldn't they have done something about it already? But, um, Again, this is the U.S. political system, and it's uh, devolved um, in a major way. And it's just something that, you know, we deal with every single day because we don't have a choice and we just keep on fighting. And, Greg, we're going to win it again one of these days. I promise you that. We're going to win it again, and we're going to stop this nonsense. Yep, and it needs to be stopped because it is harassment. It is, it is dictatorial. It is jackbooted thuggery. Here's a little more from Eric Trump about... The coming 2022 bloodbath for Democrats. Yeah, well, 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 Greg, a lot of people want him back, to say the least. You know, I, I, there's half this country right now that feels like they don't have a spokesperson. They have no voice. Uh, you've got another major amount of the country who thinks that they made a terrible mistake um, electing this guy. There's a lot of questions on that. But a lot of people are saying we made a major mistake. You see what's happening to fuel prices. You see what's happening to commodity prices. You see what's happening with inflation around the world. You see what's happening with Putin literally hacking our, our country's lack of respect. You see what's happening, the mess that's the southern border, millions of people coming over the southern border. Crime is spiking all throughout the country, and I could go on and on. And, you know, you have a lot of people out there who say, you know, I really miss Trump. You know, I might not have liked every single tweet he sent, but the guy was incredibly effective. We had the best economy and we had the lowest unemployment. I mean, you have businesses, Greg, all over this country that can't even open up because they can't get employees because of these ridiculous stimulus packages. Yep. And there's a lot of people that are missing Trump. And I think every single day that Biden messes up our nation, I think it further incentivizes my father um, and frankly, our entire family to do it again. And I've told you this offline. I think 2022 is going to be an absolute bloodbath for the for the Democrats. I mean, I think we're absolutely going to do incredibly well. I think 2024 is going to surprise everybody. And um, and uh, li listen, he's making it easy. This guy is making it easy with his uh, with his incompetence. And um, we're going to walk through that door. I'm telling you, we're going to. Um, we're going to walk through that door. Yes, we are. We're actually going to kick that door down is what we're going to do. Grant also talked to Marjorie Taylor Greene about the Fire Fauci Act that she is proposing because uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci has misled us and his agency actually helped fund the research that caused the coronavirus in a lab in China. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's fairly obvious. Uh, but anyway, this is the Fire Fauci Act and it's gaining traction. Well, we're going to take it as far as we can. And I'm very excited. I now have 13 co-sponsors because Republicans are realizing this is a very important issue to every single American. You see, it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's about the American people. And it's also about the entire world. Dr. Anthony Fauci has lied. He has lied over and over again. And now that his emails have come out, people have seen the truth. This is not a man that cared about the American people. He lied to President Trump and told him millions of people would die, when in fact he knew and stated in his own emails that several hundred thousand people would die. Even more so, 
through grants and a third party, he was funding the Wuhan lab, which funded the gain of uh, gain of function research, yep. which is some kind of Dr. Frankenstein experiment where they're taking viruses that are transmitted between animals like bats, and then they turn them into some kind of bioweapon, and that's what I'm calling it, a bioweapon, where this virus is transmitted between humans rapidly and it kills people. This, this is something that is terrifying. It's horrific that this has happened to our economy, to our country, to our children, and the results have been devastating. Yep, and it's evil, by the way. It is absolutely evil. Dr. Fauci, uh, his uh, agency also funded other research, including, and I'm not being inflammatory in any way, shape, or form, but using uh, samples of the scalps of aborted fetuses to try to get them to grow on rats. I'm not kidding. Every part of the federal government is corrupt. It has to be drained. We have to have a peaceful revolution. That's what's going on at school board meetings. That's what's going on around the country. It has to happen. We have a leader in the White House right now who is cognitively declining. There is no doubt about it. People know it. The media knows it. His handlers know it. That's why they usher him out as quickly as possible. They don't allow him to speak. They shut him down until he's uh, well enough or having a good day. Then they let him out and then they get him to bed early. Here is a little bit of uh, Wake Up America featuring Representative Ronnie Jackson, who is a doctor who was uh, actually Donald Trump's personal physician in the White House. And a setup here. This is uh, this is Joe Biden's cognitive decline that is very obvious. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental, fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. Wow. And uh, to, uh, you know, to make a judgment about who I am. Well, I think most people have because the emperor is naked. The emperor is on a parade float with a marching band out in front and spotlights. It's fairly obvious. Here's Ronnie Jackson talking about Biden's cognitive decline and the fact that Donald Trump passed a cognitive test. Well, absolutely. I've been saying this even when when, uh, President Biden, then candidate Biden was running for office, that I thought there were some significant issues going on. Right. I think that. We can look back. We've got 40 years of tape. We can go back and we can look at this man. He's always made gaps, but these are really different right now. He's having a lot of just real basic cognitive issues where he can't remember things. He, he seems confused about where he's at and what he's doing. And this most recent trip where he went overseas, I think he kind of embarrassed us to some extent because he did not look, uh, he didn't look like he was in control. And he didn't, he's not inspiring confidence in the American people. He's not inspiring confidence in our allies. And he's sending the wrong message to our adversaries. So I think that it's time that the American people get an objective objective assessment of what his cognitive capabilities really are and that starts with a cognitive screening test just like the one that I administered uh, when I was the president when I was president uh, Trump's physician so president Trump did take this test absolutely and he, he, he scored well he scored 30 out of 30 on the test. It's a screening test looking for cognitive, uh, early cognitive decline. He scored 30 out of 30 on it, and uh, it's, he's the first president to ever do it. We right. did it because the far left, the liberal media, and uh, academic medicine was jumping up and down demanding that he have this test. Now, on top of uh, what could be age-related, I suppose, 
cognitive decline. Joe Biden has some other major hurdles with regard to his brain. One in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's um, or some form of right. dementia. Joe Biden's a 78-year-old man. Now, I want to be very clear. We're not saying that Joe Biden uh, has Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, that's something that a cognitive test like this uh, could could give us a, some sort of inclination uh, if he Correct. was struggling mentally. But but your the, the what you wrote and what 13 other members have uh, have signed on to as well is that this is about the American people. They have the right to know, and they there have been examples of of the president sort of losing his 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 way and losing his train of thought. Is that and you're a doctor, you were in the White House for more than 10 years. Is that a symptom? Is that something that we see generally and when when dementia is in its early stages? Absolutely, that's exactly what we see. And we look at this, you know. I'm I'm not making a diagnosis with President Biden. I'm not his physician. I didn't take care of him from a medical right. standpoint when I was in the White House. But like I said, you don't have to be a physician to see something's going on here. So yeah, that, that is the kind of stuff we look for. And he's a special case because he's 78 years old. He's the mm -hmm. oldest president we've ever had. He's older than Reagan was when Reagan left office yeah. right wow. now. And he's still got three years, over three years left. So. I, th I think those are the issues. Plus, we, it's, it's open source documented, even during the campaign they talked about it, that early on he'd had two aneurysms and one of them resulted in a hemorrhagic stroke. So he's mm. already had some issues uh, where he's had some potentially a little bit of you know, uh, brain damage that, that could be manifesting itself now. That and here is uh, Ronnie Jackson talking about how things are only going to get worse. Let me play you a, a soundbite. This is Joe Biden. He's introducing his, uh, his uh, Secretary of Defense. And he just, it, it seems by, by the way I see it, that he, he forgets Lloyd Austin's mm -hmm. name. Right. Um, and I know you reference this, but take a listen, and, uh, and then we'll get some reaction. I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. Okay, so he has, he's known Lloyd Austin for over 20 years. Right. Uh, it seems like he forgets his name there. Now, we all forget things, but when you saw that, what did you think as a physician? Well, I thought it, I thought it was concerning. I think a lot of people did. And it looked like he not only forgot the defense secretary's name, but he forgot the name of the Pentagon. Right, right. <laughs> that's just not normal. I mean, so I think that it raised a lot of red flags. I think that's just continued. I think these things are going to continue to get worse. He, he's, he's working in a very protected environment right now. They're only rolling him out on certain days where yep. I think he has good days. Yep. They're giving him pre-screened questions from the press, telling him who to call on, giving him talking points for mm -hmm. each of the questions. And, and even then, he's struggling, struggling to, to look like he has any level. Was uh, that exposed last week in Switzerland? Absolutely. Well? I think it was exposed He was exposed on a world stage, which is unfortunate for us. We're being tested every day, the Biden administration is, by Russia, by China, by Iran. Uh, just and, and we are not inspiring the, the, the... This is big, guys. This is the future of the country. All right. This is, there's nothing partisan about this. This is the future of the country. This is the leader of the country. He has to be tested. He has to be. There was talk of using the 25th Amendment to remove Donald Trump. That was purely partisan. He passed a cognitive test. Cortez and Pellegrino uh, talked to Andy No. He is a journalist who has been threatened with death, has had to move to, uh, to Europe because of his coverage of Antifa protests in the United States. The city of uh, Portland, which has been burning for about 180 days, decided to put together a cutesy little ad campaign to have people uh, come to Portland and vacation, which, uh, no, never, ever, ever. Here is uh, Pellegrino setting it up. 
I want to first read a little excerpt from that ad. They say, we have some of the loudest voices on the West Coast, and yes, passion pushes the volume all the way up. We've always been like this. We wouldn't have it any other way. And yeah, I've been to Portland a handful of times. It has its issues just like any other city. But what I experienced in the times I visited were nothing like what we saw uh, throughout last year, nothing like the crime we're seeing right now. And it really doesn't seem to, like, to those of us on the outside like they're making any efforts to change the situation. No, they aren't. And here are Cortez and Pellegrino talking to Andy No about this cynical, pathetic attempt to get people to come to the city they've destroyed. That's right. I think that is cute, but it's meant to gaslight the public into the reality of what's happening on the ground, which um, your colleague laid out so well. It's uh, record numbers of shootings, homicides, growing encampments, um, and political violence that's happening now for 14 months. Uh, that violence has manifested uh, in the form of riots, vandalism, arson attacks, and it even became deadly last year when one of the Antifa members hunted down a conservative Trump supporter and shot him dead. So uh, I, you know, I'm shouting from the rooftops, and I do what I do because I cannot allow the um, the truth to be rewritten with uh, this cute PR campaign and the reporting we see from papers or records uh, based written by journalists who are behind desks in D.C. and New York. Yep, I will never go to uh, Portland. Not as long as a Democrat is in the uh, office, I will not go to the state of Oregon as long as a Democrat is in the state house. Here is uh, Rob Schmidt talking to Benny Johnson, who is also a host on Newsmax, about uh, how the word MAGA, Make America Great Again, is being called racist. And the reason being is because the left is attempting to tamp out any support for Donald Trump. It is an awful attempted censorship. And here is uh, Benny Johnson talking about it. In the uh, First Amendment, you have freedom of association and freedom of assembly, and it looks like the white supremacy pyramid has shredded our founding documents by saying that you're not allowed to be a part of the most popular political party uh, in my lifetime and most popular political movement, the yeah. MAGA movement. So it's not allowed to do that anymore. You're racist and white supremacist. And I'm not surprised is what the sad thing is. President Trump won Iowa by nine points, Benny, you know that. And now they're teaching kids that his slogan <laughs> that won the This is in Iowa schools. Eight by nine. I'm from Iowa. Nine points is inherently racist akin to neo-Nazism. That's right, Rob. We actually went through the archives, did some research when this whistleblower came forward and gave us these documents. Turns out that President Bill Clinton used the term make America great again. So did Ronald Reagan. So it's not even a partisan talking point. It's a bipartisan presidential talking point that has been used before by many, many administrations. Now, it was popularized by Donald Trump, but just the idea that you would take away someone's freedom of association and call them an abject racist in a state where you're going to have a supermajority in the Senate, a supermajority for Republicans in the House, a Republican governor, and Trump winning by nearly 10 points in 2016 and 2020, meaning that the vast majority of your students you're going to call racist. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be great for business. I think you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm ashamed of that school district. I'll give you details on the story. I didn't have all of them, but uh, I did see that, uh, that Benny talked to uh, 
to Rob about it, and I, I thought it was compelling. Uh, real quick, I'm going to be on Cortez and Pellegrino tonight, okay? So if you're watching Newsmax, you'll see my lovely face. Yes, you will, okay? I, I'm told in the 9 o'clock hour, obviously, because that's when the show airs. 9 o'clock hour, Eastern Standard Time, hard to tell when that's going to be. I was on last night with Greg Kelly, and I had a blast. They had a left-leaning um, a New York Times best-selling author, and I kind of ate him for lunch. Just kind of ate him for lunch. Check out uh, the YouTube channel for Newsmax or just go to NewsmaxTV.com if you'd like to see that exchange. It was it was really fun. Oh, my gosh. It was, gosh, it was fun. It was really cool, really cool. I do want to play one thing. Uh, Joy Behar uh, made a really stupid joke on The View yesterday with regard to this uh, first NFL uh, player Carl Nassib of the Las Vegas Raiders uh, coming out as gay. Now, in the 1990s, my wife and I got to know a uh, Minnesota Vikings player whose name escapes me right now. He was a Pacific Islander. He uh, was a, a tremendous vocalist, and everybody knew he was gay. Everybody knew he was gay. I, I assumed that he came out. So I don't know if this is a first time for an NFL player, but regardless, Joy Behar decided to make a joke that was distasteful. Do I think Joy Behar should be fired? No. If you, if you are offended by it and you don't want to watch Joy Behar, then I say fine. But honestly, uh, we should be able to, and, and I, I don't say offensive things, and I, don't, I wouldn't do it to an effect to offend. But I'm going to tell you, we, we live in a country where we can offend and not go to jail. Okay, we, we have the First Amendment, the greatest piece of legislation in the history of the world. And you should be able to offend. That's what it's there for, to defend offensive speech. Not popular speech. Popular speech is easy. But unpopular speech can be quelled and shut down by public officials at school board meetings, etc. Here is her offensive joke. Joy Behar making a really stupid joke about gay people. After they said <laughs> penetration in the end zone, they oh. lost me. So, Sonny, oh. is this a sign that this... <laughs> Sunny. Yeah, just uh, honestly, uh, uh, sure, offensive, uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Just kind of stupid. Uh, and, and she should kind of know better. But like I said, I don't think she should be fired. I don't think anybody should be fired. I don't think a conservative should be fired for making that joke either. You just choose to whether you want to you want to watch him or not. A lot of my cohorts in, in radio have been fired for saying things that somebody found offensive. One actually had a career end because she said something that was offensive to a few people. And honestly, uh, ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. America is waking up, guys. And I think we should revel today that conservatives and liberals are coming together to fight against the left. It is an existential threat, the left, to our freedom and our democracy and our way of life. Okay, thanks for watching. I hope you've enjoyed the show, and or I should say listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you would, please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Now, there are 50 platforms that we are on, and if you would like a whole listing of them, just go to, to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, okay? But if you want to go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a five-star review, that would be a godsend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The show is blowing up. People are noticing. They are loving entertainment. They are loving information. And they are loving commentary. And that's what we bring together on the show. It's a uniquely entertaining program. Uh, but enough about me. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. God bless you.
God bless our police. God bless our firefighters. God bless our military. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.